think about um, the generations and to say we want to make it a better place for our children and our children's children so that they, 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 they know it's a better world for them and think they can make it a better place. There's a place in your heart And I know that it is love And this place be much brighter than tomorrow And if you really try You'll find there's no need to cry In this place you feel there's no hurt or sorrow There are ways to get there If you care enough for the living Make a little space, make a better place, heal the world, make it a better place, for you and for me and the entire human race. There are people dying, if you care enough for the living, make a better place for you. Strong, it only cares for joyful giving. If we try, we shall see in this bliss we cannot feel. There are dreams, we stop existing and start living. Then it feels that always love's enough for us growing. She's yours, not mine. 
just a waste of time because she's mine.
Good morning to all our listeners around the world. Logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Friday, July 22, TGIF. We made it. Also, it's Feature Friday. We're playing the songs of Michael Jackson today. We also, excuse me, we also have the Friday Mix Summer Party Series with Mad Libra, and that's coming up later on to get you ready for the weekend. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our view. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me Media Moments. That's M I Media Moments. On Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today in international news. 21 teens found dead in South African bar all had methanol in their systems. Indonesia's dog meat business booms despite welfare concerns. Sri Lanka swears Dinesh Gunawardina in as new prime minister. Turkey says Russia, Ukraine to sign grain export deal today. Who will be the next UK prime minister? It's coming down to the wire. In news out of North America, billion-dollar healthcare fraud scheme unraveled by the feds and 36 people have been charged. Southern California police gunned down a black man who was running away from them. Teen visiting grandparents in old neighborhood shot in the head in daylight ambush. Four men indicted in smuggling operation after three, 53 migrants died trapped inside a semi-truck. Doctor who gave the 10-year-old rape victim an abortion seemingly moves towards suing Indiana AG for defamation. In business and tech news, Tesla dumped a big chunk of its Bitcoin holdings. Should you? Surveys show consumers can be paying more for back-to-school season. First, they hate then they copy facebook restructuring to look more like tiktok in health and science news washington dc students will be required to be vaccinated against covid19 and a u.s report has come out first polio case in nearly a decade in sports news former nfl player accused of failing to report address change pleads no contest in the caribbean corner out of jamaica net calls on organizations to adopt schools law requiring prescription for birth control enforced in saint lucia on the sports scene sharika yay <laughs> and an entertainment reggae some fest overjoyed bass odyssey wins global sound clash as they should in latin america at least 18 dead in brazilian police raid on rio favelas believe it or not stories couple calls out walgreens after an employee refused to sell them condoms because of his religious beliefs a massive brawl between two families breaks out at the happiest place on earth after a girl tried to rejoin her family in line in entertainment news michelle obama publishing a second book the light we carry overcoming in uncertain times and ricky martin's nephew withdraws incest and harassment claims against the singer the case gets dismissed 
We're going to be right back with the details after this music break. It is Feature Friday. Our Feature Friday artist for today is the one and only super talented, gone too soon, Michael Jackson. Here he is singing They Don't Care About Us. Why? Why? Tell them that it's human nature. Why? Why? 
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And to our listeners on JanoRadio.com and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments. That's M-I Media Moments. On Instagram, moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. It's Friday, Feature Friday. And today, our Feature Friday artist is the one and only undisputed Michael Jackson. So, of course, we're going to be playing only his songs today. Yeah. Starting off nice and easy as we ease into the weekend. Coming up later on, we also have the Friday Mix Summer Party Series, courtesy of Mad Libran. If you haven't already done so, please, I invite you to download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Take us wherever you go. Yeah. So the Jano Radio family, we're having a giveaway, a phone credits giveaway. Not yet following Jano Radio on Instagram? Go ahead and give them a follow, J-A-H-K-N-O Radio. Yeah. Hit the follow button now so you will be the first to get this. A free Digicel and Flow $100 phone credit every day until July 31st. The John Norrader family doing our part to ease the burden whatever way we can, however we can. And coming up right after this, we do have the details of the international news. And now it's time for the details. We're starting off with international news. This is a follow-up story to um, what was reported earlier. Uh, well, not really earlier, but last month. Uh, and this is courtesy of Bala Alert. 21 teens found dead in South African bar all had methanol in their systems. Authorities in South Africa are getting closer to finding answers regarding what happened to 21 teenagers who died inside a bar. 21 teenagers dropped dead inside the Enyobeni Tavern in Scenery Park, East London, South Africa, on June 27th. The deaths made international headlines with theories from mass suicide to monoxide poisoning floating around on the internet. However, Dr. Letha Matiwani, Eastern Cape Provincial a Deputy Director for Clinical Service, has confirmed that each of the deceased had methanol in their system at the time of death. 
It remains unclear how the toxic chemical got inside the teens' bodies. Levels of alcohol and carbon monoxide were also found in some of the victims. The teenagers' bodies were found at the tavern, sprawled across tables, the floor, and slumped over chairs. The victims ranged in age from 13 to 17 and had no signs of trauma. Methanol is a dangerous substance that can be absorbed through the eyes, skin, lungs, and stomach. The liquid is largely used industrially as a pesticide, solvent, and alternative fuel source. It is not used in the production of consumable alcohol. Right now, officials are still working to determine if the high levels of methanol were enough to cause the deaths or if something else contributed. They're also working to determine if anyone will face charges. South African President Cyril Ramaphosa is pleading with the public to give the teens' families privacy. We head over to Indonesia for our next story, courtesy of Al Jazeera. For civil servant Silas Sihombing, the reasons for eating dog meat could not be much simpler. Today, I'm eating dog because I'm hungry, Sihom Bing told Al Jazeera in between mouthfuls of grilled dog meat at Loao Dimbo Silayim restaurant in Medan, North Sumatra. I'm, I'm grateful that they're very specific as to where you can get this, right? And look, it's making me sweat. Dog will do that. The meat makes you feel hot. Dog meat restaurants are found all over Medan, where the indigenous Batak people are known for their taste for the protein. About 7% of Indonesians are estimated to eat dog meat. According to Dog Meat Free Indonesia, a group that campaigns against the dog meat trade. Although 87% of Indonesia's 270 million people are Muslim and view dog products as harem or forbidden in the same way as pork, about 9% of the population is Christian. Dog meat is often or most often eaten in predominantly Christian parts of the country, such as North Sumatra, North Sulawesi, and East Nusa Tenggara, where just 9% of the population is Muslim. While animal rights groups object to the trade on the grounds that it promotes cruelty and poses public health risks, such as rabies outbreaks, many Indonesians see eating dog meat as no different than consuming chicken, chicken or beef and balk at the suggestion that it should be banned ah uh, oh indonesia you are off my list of places too. good morning i was just going to say the same thing you know we're taught to appreciate Ooh. different various cultures right mm. and 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 i know you and i especially we're taught to appreciate it don't say we're not going to eat it don't say we're not going to try it don't disrespect the culture yeah. when we're there right don't disrespect mm. the culture Mm-mm. however indonesia however <laughs> indonesia <laughs> i can i can surely with confidence say that when when moments and i reach if ever now if yeah. ever if ever <laughs> yeah, if we ever. won't we won't be partaking in that part of your cuisine thank yeah. you though for sharing yeah, yeah. thank and- you <laughs> You know, Rosolo, what's disturbing is that they say it's the Christians who are eating. It's the Christians. That's the part. I'm like, no, not this, not this one. Ah, <laughs> oh. I remember uh, as you say that we're supposed to appreciate culture, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. various cuisines. I remember going on a cruise with my parents. Uh-huh. <sighs> so <laughs> it was international cuisine night. Um 
for the starter or the hors d'oeuvres, it was um, escargot in garlic sauce. For, right. For those who don't know, that's snails. Snails. Right. How was the experience? Uh, not good. But really? funny Mine enough, but funny, I love oysters and I will have oysters raw. That's the weirdest yeah. thing, right? Go figure. It's just a thought of the thought of snails. And, you know, you know, when you're growing up and you see them crawling outside and all of that. So that that was yes. in the back of my head. So next up for the entree was, um, oh, my gosh, what is the formal name or the formal dining name for frog legs? I forgot. I knew you were going to say frog legs. I, I, I was thinking, hold on, wait, <sighs> let's. I forgot. I forgot. That's, ahead, keep talking. Yeah, and that's on the the plate. And I'm looking with my, you know, being a lady with my napkin across my lap and my hands mm-hmm. folded across my nap. And I just, I'm staring down and I'm looking at the Jewish family that's at the table with us and the Indian family that's the, at the table with us and then us, right? And. My parents are eating, the Jewish family's eating, <laughs> and the Indian family's eating. And my, my mother's like, what happened? Aren't you going to eat? And I'm like, no, I can't. Well, you're going to starve. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, exactly. no, I won't starve because they do have a 24-hour buffet upon the deck. Um, I'll just wait until afterwards and get something. I could not. I, I couldn't. Really? I could not. I did not eat no, nothing. It was, yeah, I ate after. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I've tried, I've tried everything. I have tried um, frog legs and um, I won't do it again. I have tried escargot and my experience was great because it was at a restaurant here in Johns Creek and it was, it was a great, it was a wonderful restaurant mm-hmm. and it was delicious. I actually enjoyed it. Oysters, you know, I love. So I will try certain things. Yeah. So that's how I know for me to say that I'm not eating dog meat <laughs> not at all Just not at all not gonna because happen i will try i've tried frog legs I've, I've i will go to various cultures and i will i will i remember when i wouldn't eat sushi do you remember when i wouldn't eat sushi yeah i i, remember. I was like I don't, are you out of your mind i'm not eating that are you <laughs> and crazy now? And, now? and now it's like daily yeah. daily i'm ordering da- uber eats and, and the, the the japanese restaurant and i are like we i should have shares in the Is japanese that, restaurant yeah, you here you literally so, but yeah, no dog meat for me. Ooh, no meat. Yeah, I'm just Ugh. quivering thinking Ugh. about it. Oh, um, what else? What's the other strange thing? Well, that I would consider strange. I'm not a fan of octopus. I've never had octopus. I I've will never, never octopus. have octopus, but yet I will have calamari. I haven't had, I haven't had, I've had that same with me. I've never had octopus, but I will have calamari. I've never had gator. That is off my list. I'm not having that either. Gator. And I say it just like them gator. Gator meat. I'm not gator having meat. Gator meat. I'm not going to have it. Sorry. There are certain things that are a no-no. Fabian, can you speak? What are some things that are a no-no for you to eat? All meat. Ooh. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, just the last four years I've been off meat. And wow. uh, so I only do the seafood and veggies and stuff like that. So I don't mess with the meat. I saw some stuff that just yeah. <laughs> readjusted how I look at yeah. Uh, yeah. food and how animals are killed. So ever since then, I just went, wow. And yeah. uh, and uh, just the trauma that they go through and that we actually mm-hmm. absorb that trauma. And uh, kind of something, something. So we're just up on yeah. a fish now. <laughs> so, so do you eat shellfish, Fabian, or is it just um, 
Fresh yeah, fruit. I eat shellfish, uh, okay. shrimp. Uh, I do a lot of salmon. Okay. Them, them soon call me salmon. Call me to someone salmon. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. okay. salmon is my favorite fish, and I can't eat it. I yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, you you break yes. out. You break I, out? I throw up. I actually. Oh, you throw up. up. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. Ask moments. Yeah, I will, she can't have it. it Whoa. And she's like, "Don't eat it." And I'm like, "No, I can't eat it." I actually know how much I can eat to not get sick now because yeah. I love Whoa. it so much. Yeah. 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 yeah no thank moment. you. Thank you for sharing, Fabian. Wow. Well, let me ask you one quick question. And what was, was it a hard decision for you to make? And, you know, how long did it take you to adjust? Yeah. Well, it, it was, uh, at first, it was pretty hard. I mean, who wants to give up them curry goat and oxtail and jerk chicken and jerk oh, pork, wow. right? Wow. But, um, you know, what, <laughs> it took maybe uh three months i would say until i was able to get into my uh non-meat rhythm okay. how was your system fabian because i know a lot of people say that it takes their you can feel the difference and then if they eat meat again or if they partake of anything that has meat in it they'll they'll get sick or similar to my reaction with salmon did you hear me fabian he probably you probably, probably can't yeah. talk right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but um, that's it for me. No dog meat. No Indonesia. I'm looking at you sideways. I don't think I'll be visiting you anytime soon. No, they're off the list. Probably the never. List. Never. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. Sorry, mm -hmm. Indonesia. I'm so sorry. Um, so Sri Lanka swears Dinesh Gunawardena in as new prime minister. Remember they were gonna swear in what, what i can't pronounce it right now without looking at it wick Ramasing. they were gonna swear him in and the protesters said they're not having it so now they have gone with someone else this is what you talk list talk when you talk about listening to the people of your country huh. yep Dinesh Gunawardena has been sworn in as Sri Lanka's new prime minister just hours after soldiers and police cleared an anti-government protest site in Colombo. Gunawardena, a veteran member of the ruling Sri Lanka People's Front and an ally of the Rajapaksa political family, took the oath of office this morning before President Ranil Wikreme Singh, who was elevated to head of state from his role as prime minister by a vote in parliament on Wednesday. The two men have been schoolmates and friends since the age of three, but lead political parties um, that are diametrically opposed, you know, have diametrically opposed ideologies. Okay, then that's good. Wick Remising, 73, is a free market champion and a pro-West politi politician, while Guna Wardina, who is 73 as well, is a staunch Sinhala nationalist who believes in socialism and wants greater state control over the economy. The cabinet is scheduled to be sworn in later today. Heavy security was deployed outside the prime minister's office during the swearing-in ceremony. There has also been no evidence of the president's promise to bring new faces and to combine the ruling party with the opposition to create some kind of national unity government. Um, I will say this. Thank you for listening to the people because their voice matters, right? Um... I appreciate that they have differing views, which is a plus for Gunawardena. Um, and I hope that they can reinstate their economic um, luster, for the want of a better term. Um, 
But here is something that I found quite interesting. And I have had this train of thought for a long time. Why can't there just be one political party or just one party or one group that everybody comes together and works toward the greater good of any country? There's always upheaval. And a lot of times you will find that there are people who agree with ideologists from the opposing side, but because they have to be so loyal, that loyalty takes precedent. Not always to the benefit of the country or its people, but just because they want to say, no, I'm a staunch, diehard um, <clears throat> supporter, excuse me, or member of a, a particular party. I'm longing to see excuse me, a situation where any country, for that matter, will say, you know something, let us work together. Let us scrap this foolishness. It's all about the people acting in the best interest of the people in every arena. Wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. Russia, Ukraine, and Turkey will gather today to sign a deal proposed by the United Nations to free up grain exports from Ukraine's besieged Black Sea ports, Turkish President Tayyip Erdogan's office says. UN Security General Antonio Gutierrez, who earlier announced that he was heading to Istanbul on Thursday, will attend the event along with Erdogan at the Dolma Baha Palace offices today. The grain export agreement, critically important for global food security, will be signed in Istanbul tomorrow, well, today, under the auspices of President Erdogan and UN Secretary General Mr. Gutierrez, together with Ukrainian and Russian delegations. Russia and Ukraine are both major global wheat suppliers, and Russia's invasion of Ukraine has sent food prices soaring. Gutierrez has been working on a plan that would enable Ukraine to export millions of tons of grain stockpiles that have been stuck in Ukraine's Black Sea ports due to the war, a move that could ease the global food crisis. At least 22 million tons of grain are stuck there. Yes, we need the relief. Last week, the sides met in Istanbul, reaching a tentative agreement on the plan, which foresees joint controls of ships as they leave and arrive at Black Sea ports, and a mechanism to ensure the safety of the transfer routes. This is according to Turkish officials. The United States welcomed the deal and said it was focusing on holding Russia accountable for implementing it. Okay, so let me ask a question. If they're able to sit down to sign an agreement as it relates to grain exports, can't they sit down and do the same as it relates to this war? You're going to be cordial. You're going to, you know, have some amicable resolution. Well, you already have it because the deal is going to be signed today if it's not already signed. So why can't we move forward? What is the issue then that is preventing them from being able to come to some sort of resolution? Morning, morning, morning. Good morning, naturalist. It's, that is quite simple. Because the West don't want the war to end. Because they are, they, they are fighting a, a geopolitical war. And the Ukrainians are suffering. That, 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 is, that is simply. Because if, they, if this war, if they weren't feeding Ukraine weapons, it would be over already. 
Yeah. But they have a quote unquote bigger bigger fish that they are trying to fry, which is um make Russia as weak as possible. That's why that's what keeps going on. And to what <laughs> to what avail, really? Well, if if they can get Russia to a point where they think Russia is a much weaker country than it than it than it is now, uh they'll consider that a, a victory. But you know, like all wars, when I look at Iraq and I look at Ukraine and look at all these wars that um, you know, millions were spent in money and lost you there, naturalist. Not sure if you're able to hear me, naturalist, but we're not hearing you. Okay, he muted up. Yeah. Who will be the next UK Prime Minister, courtesy of Al Jazeera? The United Kingdom will either have its third female Prime Minister or it's first with South Asian heritage as Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak won the most votes from conservative legislators to take over from Boris Johnson, who is stepping down after a series of scandals. The decision now rests with about 160,000 conservative party members. They have just more than a month to choose between Truss and Foreign Secretary, the Foreign Secretary and Sunak, who is a former finance minister. Both say they have what it takes to tackle record high inflation, boost the economy, and win the next election. So, what is their vision for the UK and its relationship with the rest of the world? Who do we think? Or do we think that they're going to stick to um, having a white person, the female um, potential candidate, Liz Truss? Or are they going to be bold? and allow a South Asian, well, someone with South Asian heritage, Rishi Sunak, to be, pri to be prime minister. I don't know why. I have a strange feeling. It's leaning toward Liz. That's my feeling. I may be wrong. If they allow Rishi Sunak to be prime minister, this will be a pivotal moment in the history the UK yeah so they have until September 5th or we have to hold our breaths and wait to see because I think the announcement is scheduled for um, September 5th as to who the next Prime Minister will be all right so we stay tuned for that and those were our stories from the international scene coming up next we do have stories out of North America here's a little bit more from our feature Friday artist for today Michael Jackson Coming up later on, we do have the Friday Mix Summer Party Series, courtesy of Mad Librin.
the same Cause girl you came and changed The way I want, the way I don't I cannot explain The things I feel for you But girl you know it's true I'll stay with me, I'll feel my dues And I'll be all you need Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone. JohnNoRadio.com and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. Every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram Moments with Me Media. It is Feature Friday, and today our Feature Friday artist is Michael Jackson. So we'll be playing his songs throughout the show. Who's that one person you can't live without, or that one thing you can't live without? That one person you can't stop loving. I hope it's yourself. You'll never stop loving you. And now it's time for stories out of North America. Billion dollar healthcare fraud scheme unraveled by the feds. 36 people have been charged. Wow. It's a massive healthcare fraud scheme totaling $1.2 billion. On Wednesday, the Justice Department announced charges against 36 participants in the nationwide scheme. The elaborate system was conducted by lab owners and company executives who ordered unnecessary tests and equipment and then billed Medicare and other insurance companies for them. The accused allegedly 
ordered these items sometimes without any interaction with patients. When they did speak with patients, it was via telemedicine appointments. Additionally, medical laboratory owners and operators are being accused of paying illegal kickbacks to medical professionals, medical equipment companies, and even telemedicine companies in exchange for patient referrals. In one case, Jamie McNamara of Missouri, owner of New Orleans-based Clarity Diagnostic Laboratories, Optio Laboratory, and Signify Lab, used his quote-unquote shell labs to conduct the operation. Allegedly, he devised a plan to have marketing companies pay telemedicine centers to call patients and offer them no-cost Medicare-approved cardiovascular and genetic testing. Doctors were compensated to clear the testing even if the patients did not need them. His labs submitted claims to Medicare worth more than $174 million. McNamara then laundered the money through multiple bank accounts to fund his lavish lifestyle. Christopher Thigpen of Hammond, Louisiana owns Acrovis Labs. He ran a similar scheme, bringing in $65 million with the help of McNamara. Millions of dollars in kickbacks to telemarketers or other testing labs was paid in exchange for referrals and patient information. Many of the accused have been charged with fraud, conspiracy, money laundering, and disbursing illegal kickbacks. The case is also the first of its kind, specifically targeting cardiovascular genetic testing fraud. Wow. Let me tell you something. One thing my father always taught me, never you grudge a man for what he has because you don't know what he did to get it. Wow. This is interesting. $174 million to one, $65 million to another. I'm still trying to wrap my head around how they did it. That's all. <laughs> this was a carefully um, <laughs> architect. I, 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 listen, wow. And how long were they doing this for before they got caught? Well-constructed scheme. The architecture of the scheme is br scheme, brilliant for them to be able to have acquired so much money. It must have been going on for a while. And how long did it take them to realize that something was wrong? But <laughs> the message to the government and to those in the healthcare industry as a whole is that you can actually make it affordable for people. Healthcare can be affordable in this country. Can be. Um, but what they did, wrong. They were probably trying to teach the government a lesson. I don't know what their motive, their initial motive, because a lot of times people start off with good intent. Yeah, how can I say good intent in this situation? But a lot of times people start off with good intentions and then greed sets in and they get carried away, you know? I'm sure there'll be more on that. Southern police, oh my gosh, this is so sad. It's another one, right? I need, I need to um, record DJ Khaled's voice, but I can't because I don't want to be sued for that.
Southern California police gunned down a black man who was running away from them. Video footage shows two Southern California police gunning down a black man running away from them this past Saturday. Two undercover police officers in San Bernardino opened fire on 23-year-old Rob Marquis Adams. Before the shooting, the video shows the two cops hopping out of an unmarked car and rushing towards Adams. The man who police claim was holding a gun took off running and collapsed after being shot several times. The police say they responded to reports of a man with a gun walking in what appears to be the parking lot of a business. Adams's mother says she was on the phone with her son moments before the shooting happened, saying that it wasn't a gun in his hand, but a cell phone. One of Adams's friends says the cops said nothing when they got out of the car and pulled their guns out. They just hopped out with the guns, didn't say anything, didn't identify themselves or anything. And this is what the friend told CBS LA. The officers say they gave Adams medical aid, but after being taken to a nearby hospital, he later died. The San Bernardino Police Department has launched an investigation into the incident. <sighs> okay, when is this going to end? So witness reports hopped out with the guns, didn't say anything, didn't identify them, identify themselves, nothing, just shoots the man down because they believe what he had in his hand was a gun. His mother said she was on the phone with him. So it wasn't a gun, it was a cell phone. Go right ahead. It's not going to change that way. You understand? It's now becoming an epidemic. It's as if things are just getting worse, not better. You understand? Because there's nothing happened. They know nothing is going to happen. There's no felony record. Their life is not going to be disrupted. The, those officers, you know, and we know all the reason why. But I, I'm getting at the point where, I, like I said, I don't watch the news. I'm not on TV because I'm getting angrier and angrier. And now when I'm in the spaces and there's white folks, I don't, you know, it's like, yo, you are responsible. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not triggered. I should be saying, oh, speak angrily, but I'm not changing my speech to make nobody white uncomfortable around me anymore. I don't care if it's friends, family or whatever. For me as black people, because of the movie that I saw and I went and checked it out. I think we need to get a lobbyist, just like the gay community got the definition of marriage to be changed. We need to go to the Constitution and amend some of those things where it is a felony to kill somebody as a cop, where we are a whole person, not a three-fifth person. Like, that just sits in my head, sits in my heart. I'm still watching the thing over and over. But I think that's where the start is make them vote with their pen with their support. You can't be my white friend and my white family and you, this is your opportunity now for you to vote and support of what's going on. Because otherwise, one more, one more, one more. And these are the ones we know about. What happened to the other people that we don't know about? There's a lot more of that too. I would like to hear, um, Dr. Daphne, what the police department has to say. On what premise? On what premise did they but, go after this man? Listen to me. You heard the same story. I was responding to a call where they said there was a man with a gun. They said what they needed to say. That's the same story. Because I responded to a call, 
with a man with a gun. That's all I need. I was threatened for my life. That's all I need. These are the, they're reading the same script. There's a producer. I say, hey, this is what I want you to say when you kill another black man. Say, I'm running for a call. The man with a black man. And I shot. I was when Next thing you're going to hear, I was afraid for my life. That's the next That's the segment. I was responding. You look like somebody. That's uh, number one. Yes. Those are the- Funny you <laughs> said that, Dr. Daphne, because I saw a video on TikTok yesterday. A, a man and his, I'm not sure if it's his wife or his partner, came out of a store. Um, he has dreads. The dreads are dyed. It's a black man. The dreads are dyed um, red. Well, a part of it. I don't know if anybody else saw it, but <clears throat> he's in handcuffs. They handcuffed him because he looked like a suspect, right? They have his driver's license. So the female, the the male officer shows the partner, the girl, uh, the woman, a picture of the suspect. She says, but he looks nothing like the suspect. This is ridiculous. What you're going to say, all black people look alike? Well, all white people look alike. And... They just kept, they would not release him. So she said, okay, let me, let, let me take a picture of that. And then a female officer says to her, no, you can't because there is um, some, what do you call it, information that you can't have access to. That's why we can't allow you to have a picture. Uh, that don't make no sense because the picture is all over the world. Well, all over the city or whatever for the person they're actually looking for. So your explanation as to why I can't take a picture of the picture on your phone makes no sense. Anyway, they have his license and the guy is really calm. I have to give him kudos, right? He's just, he's just laughing. Unbelievable. And the girl, you know, she's clearly upset and I would be too. So after they ascertain that he is not the suspect, Oh, yeah, we see that he's not a suspect, but we're just checking to see if he has anything on him. The girl is like, are you people serious? You, 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 you've determined that he is not the suspect, but you're looking for something to hold him for. They found nothing, clean as a whistle, and had no choice to release him, and did not even apologize to the man. Three white police officers, two men, two men and one woman. But... Uh, I'm going to play this video. I came across this video and I saved it. And I said, I'm going to say, don't come to Africa. The same white boy in your neighborhood, he has a company in Liberia. He owns a company there in Liberia and he's making millions of dollars that you see him tomorrow in New York, relaxing the hotel. You think he's making that money from New York City? No, he's making it from one village in Liberia. That's why we are saying, come home, not for you to denounce your nationality. You fought for America. America is yours. But now expand, become a global citizen, and, and then try to command power, own companies, own estates. Then they begin to fear you in America because when they touch you, there are consequences. There are economic consequences. There are political consequences. But when people shoot you and there are no consequences, they will keep doing it. They will keep doing it. So you can't stay in the hole. You have to come out and expand. If you own companies in Liberia that supply the United States, if you decide tomorrow to stop it, it affect their economy and they have to come down and negotiate with you so this is what we are talking about we need to own the companies and african americans have the capital than the continental africans the capital you have it you have more you are more exposed to knowledge information than we do on the continent and you have more capital 
You are the single richest black group on the planet for now. And you can come and invest that money and take over this thing from Chinese. Then the money circulate among us. This is what people have been talking about. It's not about year or return to Ghana to go as tourists and then go back or pack your load, leave America and come and live in Africa. That's not it. That's not it. It's about coming to for economic, come and invest. And you have to compel African government to give you a free passage because you deserve it. It's your right. It's your birthright. Okay, the African Union, Black Americans should have a seat in the African Union Parliament to speak for them. To speak for them. Because it is a right. Natural right. So you, if you have, that's what Malcolm X was fighting for. To have a seat in the African Union so that when a black boy is shot Teach, in America, brother. Teach. the African government will sanction the United States that we can't do business with you if you kill our people. This is what you need to do. You need network. You can't sit down and be marching and be marching. These guys, they, the demons don't listen to marching. They listen to power. <laughs> yes, so. Do me, yes. Uh, send me the, sorry. Send me that. I need that. Okay, I'll, I'll send it to you, Dr. Daphne. Yeah, go right ahead, Chief. No, just, just post that in the chat. I need that, too. That's my <laughs> uncle. That's my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I may not have said it in those specific words, but how many times have you heard me say on this very app, in this very space, that we need to find a way to bond and build together? How many times have I said that we need to start looking after each other? If we came together what a force we could be but we are so busy fighting against each other while we have them fighting against us and they see that we're fighting against each other they see that we're like corn when you throw it out for chickens and it scatters all over the place they see how we treat each other and they're laughing at us they know that we rather be like them than be ourselves they know that we think that they are better than them because we do whether we want to admit it or not we treat them we hold them in high esteem we hold them in high esteem how let's look at something as simple as products we are quicker to support their business ventures because we think that if we make something, it's not up to standard. It's not good enough. We will sell you the, ident the same product, same product, at a far cheaper cost. Still able to make a profit. But we're not buying it from each other because, oh, what is that? That's and, you know, not to put any particular show or family on blast, but I'll never forget an episode of um, T.I. and Tiny Family Values. Um, what's Regine and her mom, whatever her mom's name is, I can't remember now, Toya. There you go. Yeah. A friend of Regine is developing a clothing brand this child her father is also a celebrity right developing a clothing brand she wants regine and um 
Tiny's daughter to model the clothing for her, right? So she can put it up. Do you know what Toya told Regine? Well, what Tiny and Toya told Regine and um, Neek. Is it Gucci? It's not good. It's not like it's Gucci or Prada. Mm -mm, you can't be doing that. You see the point? You see what I'm talking about? We would rather build up the Italian brand or the French brand than build up somebody you know. And I remember watching that episode and I remember turning to Marlon. I'm like, if those were my friends, I would drop them like hot potato. I don't need those people as friends because they don't see value in me. They see value in the white man. We don't understand how economically powerful we are. No. We, but we, we, we want, we, 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 all we want to do is to affiliate and associate with the white man because we think the white man is it. And I laughed the other day when the report came. I said this too. Where do you think Louis Vuitton is made for you to be able to afford it? China. Well, guess what? Louis Vuitton is selling fake Louis Vuitton in their own damn stores. <laughs> and I laughed. And I said, serve y'all right. When you have black people trying to come up, y'all put them down. Oh, that ain't Louis. Some of y'all can't even spell Louis Vuitton. But that's what you want on your shoulders. Put your own down. Because you feel that if you have a Louis on your shoulder, you're wearing a pair of Louboutins, which are the most uncomfortable shoes on the planet of Earth, if you ask me. You will be accepted. Accepted by who? Who are you trying to be accepted by? The white man? Your Louis Vuitton yeah. Gucci wearing slave. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, so so the, I think the reason why this this thing is so frustrating because like even that that clip that you just play, these words have been ringing around for decades. Um you know, Louis Farrakhan, like I I was able to see him in person speaking, and these are the words that he he, he speak. Um, the Malcolm X. These are the words. Um, what's his name? The, that that leader from 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 Africa that they, they, they went and killed because you know he was a threat to 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 you know you know like he was on the verge of 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 trying to lift you know Africa. To a different level when he was talking about a, a, a united African dollar and, and African coming together. Gaddafi. So, so Gaddafi. You know, so 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 the the, the media I know I know fast forward years later we're we're seeing how corrupt the media is. The media paint this picture of like a terrorist. And when you listen to the man speak, you're like, it's so conflicted because you're like, this man is talking about you know, African dollar, the same way the, 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 the European create the euro. Like, um, create an African economy and African wealth. And the same thing with encouraging, like, you know, you know, Africans in America to invest in Africa and stuff like that. And I went and killed him. Um, and 
this this police thing it 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 has to be attacked from the federal level because it's not like a state by state issue it's federally like every state to go to in america police are protected and i don't know if you anyone remember this this case where um some police officers um kill like a black man you know pretty much questionable situation the same way that, that you know all these stories and a black police was was in it and he he went and he reported it that you know they they, they what they did was wrong and he got fired i'm not sure if you remember that he got fired and he was a, a retired um a veteran and he took it up on himself and all the police that were involved he went after them and he killed all of them and and they went after him and they they turned this man into like a strainer with bullets and so they're, they're protected like not just by and and the other day i said like you know they have to be police officers in the force who are on the scene even the ones that were standing up with george floyd standing up there watching um george floyd get his life taken away sometimes you wonder like if these guys really want to help but there's just something there that they could end up like this police officer dead because he went and and report that this is what these guys did um he brought evidence and he was fired and then you know his life taken away from him because of, you know so i don't know like democrats are gonna have to grow some balls and, and and just take this on and i think you know like the same way as as i think uh Jivet said earlier like the 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 lgbtq community um um became powerful and fight for stuff and we have been fighting like black people have been fighting for for centuries for for decades and and and, and nowhere yet so I, I i don't know it's 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 sad though it's sad it is uh, speaking of Jack Lawtrade. Who was that? Yeah, so you have the law enforcement bill of rights. Yeah, you have the law enforcement bill of rights that protects them. You also, you know, he was, my brother was talking about the Democrat, you know, growing some, but the truth of the matter is the Democrats are responsible for these actions with the crime bill. If you ever read the crime bill, you would see all the permissions that were given to place this type of brutality color and poor people. Like all of the all of the the laws are written into the books for you know like suspicion and any any kind of thing you can think of. I think they added. Like Would you like to have dinner with us tonight? To the crime bill that didn't even exist that could that could be used to harass, intimidate, or murder. And I think our level of awareness has to be increased so that we can force them to reverse some of these actions. Because, I mean, it does start the legislation, but it's a conflict of interest. It's not because the very the people we're asking for solution from are the very people who created the law. Your life. But we're all laying there. Thank you for saying that. <sighs> Go ahead, Dr. Daphne. Go right ahead. Thank you, Chief, for saying that. That was my comment. Uh, I think we, as the Black folks, are... What is it? We focus on the lowest hanging fruit, but the lowest hanging fruit is not where it starts. We need to get at the roots of it because that's what they do. Everything they do, they pull out a law. You understand? Like I said, I watched 
the LGBT movement. I purposely do that in 1980. And I remember, I said, by the time my young people, my sister, which is 32, come to being an adult, that lifestyle is going to be a norm. It's going to be everywhere. Because I watched the movement. And I watched how they did it. They did something like that that's went 20 years. And we are 200-something years. And we're still not getting any kind of um, leeway of moving forward. For me, it's education about the politics. There's no side. There's no Republican. There's no Democrat. There's that white movement, period. Because I don't think they're ever going to really do something about the black community because it's not hit their pocket yet. There's no motivation for them to do anything because it's not them that's uncomfortable. They don't worry about money. They don't worry about safety for their children. They don't worry about their own safety. It's not their children or husbands or brothers and cousins that's been harassed. Why should they? So working together as black folks for me is to create all the lawyers and all the lobbyists is to pay and do the same thing, is to buy lobbyists by a movement, by a politician. You don't understand what I'm saying. Not necessarily because you, they can be bought. You pay for them, you pay for yeah. the campaign, and they have to, you know, focus on your need. But it's, it's I don't know when it's going to happen. It's the same thing. Black people are hatred with terrorists. And the media, that's what is used. The media, always whenever we want to do something, we hit groups, we terrorists, we murderers, we rapists, even though as if they're not. Like, doesn't make any sense to me, but I know. But who taught us all those things, Dr. Daphne? Watching them. Okay. They are are the greatest teachers. Um, I, I, you know, a lot of folks don't like when I say this, but I think the only thing that's going to change is when we are going to say, you know what? No, nothing. If you don't give me something that I want, you're not going to get my vote. And I pledge to myself, for me, political reform was on the number one list of things that I want this administration to actually do. And they sold us all a bag of goods, mm-hmm. and they, they have done nothing. So I cannot see myself in any way, any form, voting for this man again. And I think if black folks take a stand, like what happens is every year that we elect Democrats in, in power, they go in power, all these promises, they get nothing done. But guess what? They come back around next election. Oh, the Republicans are the worst thing you got to vote for us. So we say, oh, my God, Republicans are bad because they actually say what they mean or what they're going to do. So let's vote for Democrat again. And the psych just keep repeating over and over, keep making promises. Until we take a stand and say, you know what? You are not going to get my vote, period. That is it. That's when they're going to pay attention. Because until we do that, it's just talk and... um, Sometimes, I, I, me, as a, me as a young black man driving in, in Sydney, Jersey, uh, it's uh, it, it's actually, uh, you, you see a policeman. I'm not going to say I get scared, but my mind starts to wander. Yeah. I, I, am, I doing, am I driving the, the right the right speed? You, you know what I mean? It, it, did he see that I'm a, I'm a black guy? It depends on what, what vehicle I'm driving. Your mind just starts to wander, man, and that's not a way to, um, you know, to go by and live your life. So even when I see a cop behind me, I'm like, shoot, is he, is he on my plate? He's gonna pull me over, you know. All these things go goes to your mind. So we're living in a, in a, in a constant um, form of terror, uh, so to speak. So until we take a stand and say no, we're not gonna vote for the politician. Nothing will change because at the, at the end of the day, it's it's about power. The Jewish organization, the reason why they get whatever they want because they have a voting block that is powerful. If they don't get what they want, they jump to the other side. So maybe some might sound crazy, but. Maybe we need, we need to jump to the other side. It's, you're not sounding crazy, um, naturalist. 
you're not sounding crazy. Since our voice, the, the, our vote is our voice, and that's the only way to exercise it, that's what we have to do. The, the, the Mexicans, <laughs> they put their children where they need them to be. The Middle Easterns, they put their children where they need them to be. The Chinese do it too. But what do we do as black people? We worry about designer. That's what we worry about. Wearing the latest designer brand. That's our concern. They, they see to it that they put their children, they send their children to school for specific things so that they can position them exactly where they need them to their benefit. But what do we do? No, we don't do that. We don't have time for that. We are a powerful group of people, but we have to find our power. We don't know what we're worth. And people, the few of us who will try to expose our worth to, to, to the others amongst us, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. I'm t when can, uh, and let's be real for a second here. And it all starts in the mind. And I know I'm going off, off, off script right now. But when can we sit down and decide, I'm not going to call you a bitch anymore. I'm not going to refer to you as the N-word anymore. Instead, I'm going to uplift you. I'm not going to behave like a savage animal when I, I'm charged 75 cents for a pack of uh, 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 extra sauce. When am I going to start being the example to my children? Let's be real. It's okay. We're allowed. We're naturally allowed to the people, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. But there's a difference between being loud and being boisterous. You go to some of the clubs, you go to some of the clubs right here in Miami, and the loudest ones, Latinos are loud. Remember that now. Latinos are a loud set of people. But you walk in a club, the loudest people, the group of black people. And when you turn and look at how they're behaving, you're like, oh my God, really? They're quick to curse out the um, bartender or the server who is also black. They skip out of trying to pay a bill or they don't want to tip. So can we do better as a community? Realize that we only have each other to rely on because they're not going to do it for you motivate your children get them into those positions so that they can be the change that we need and we know the only way to have change is to get them up to the hill it can happen if we change or shift our focus Stop saying, oh, I can't, my, my child didn't get um, any grants or scholarships. And college is too expensive. It's not too expensive for you to go and take out a car. It's not too expensive for you to have and be changing your weave every weekend. It's not too expensive for you to be shopping at the mall. But it's too expensive for us to give our children an, an opportunity at an education. And with that education, that will open up a door for them that we need open for ourselves. 
Let's stop making excuses and make a concerted effort to make a change because it's not going to stop. Young man lost his life, gunned down with a phone in his hand. Police jump out the car, say nothing. And what happened? We get furious and then people are probably going to march again and it's going nowhere. We are on the hamster's wheel. They know they can do it. They know we're going to march and they know we're going to shut up because they know we're still going to rely on them. I'm done speaking. Moments, you're, you're right on. You're, you're spot on. You know, it, just to, I guess, I guess just opening up that circle. We have to we have to also be mindful that collectively, as African people, black people all over the globe, all over the diaspora, we have literally overcome every attack. We shouldn't even be here. We have overcome every social, economic, psychological, spiritual attack. None of these other cultures that you talk about have ever had to deal with that. They only talk about the Jewish Holocaust. How many people? Six million. How many in the, in the transatlantic slave trade? Right? Nobody's, we've never gotten therapy. Nobody's ever come to rescue us as a collective people. So you got a few sisters who make it through the cracks. But collectively, we are sharing trauma. We are sharing. That's why you see some of the, the loudness. You, you, you get loudness from people whose voices are silent. When you take off a gag, people are going to scream. People get loud. People show out. People show up. People express themselves in some very dysfunctional ways because we as a people have never gotten any help. We've never gotten any therapy. No, you know, we don't get the same treatment that other cultures get. We not even when you talk about black people and compare them to other cultures, what's problematic about that is those cultures are connected to a country. But this country spends every effort to separate us from our mother continent to the point that they make you hate the idea of even being called African. That's why I love Peter Tosh and what he said about as long as you're a black man, you're African. What he was trying to say, whether you agree with the idea or not, what he was trying to say is we need to stop this micro-nationalism and unify because you have a whole system designed to destroy you on a daily basis. You don't get a break. When I got an opportunity to testify before Congress, I expressed to them, I said, you know what? We don't have a past. We have concurrent problems. So we don't even, so there's not, there hasn't been a past. There hasn't been a break and systemic oppression. So you got all this dysfunctionality because we were groomed and bred on, on many levels by a dysfunctional sick system. The very system we're talking about right now made every effort to groom us. They beat our language out of us. They beat our consciousness out of us and did everything possible to make us unaware. Then they kill our heroes, assassinate our heroes rather. And then we're supposed to come up and rise from that and be equals with them. They, they make it so impossible because they know that we are the most possible people on the planet. Like we have to really, we have to really evaluate what our, our real, you said something just now, you said real power. We have to tap into that power that we have and we do have it. But what we've done, what we've done traditionally is we bypass the trauma and we say, keep moving, keep your head up, keep grinding, keep going. Don't ever stop. Don't look back. Right. What we're, what we're essentially doing is saying, let's internalize depression, internalize, internally oppress the very things that is making you sick. So our life expectancy is much shorter than our counterpart, no matter who they may be. Nobody's welcoming us into this country. We're not even welcoming the country and we were born here. 
but look at other cultures. You get the big celebrations. You get you get all these different uh, forms of mode of entry. But when black people come in, let, look at what happened to the Hades on the on the Texas border, to the Haitians on the Texas border. You don't see that happening to other cultures, other people. Sure, they're experiencing some trauma. They're experiencing some bad situations, but you didn't see nothing like that. You don't see them getting beaten on by horses. Like, they make us watch, just like they did on plantations. They make us watch the abuse. Then they want us to act normal. What's normal about that? I know I'm ranting, but I'm pissed off. I'm no, sorry. that's okay. But, that's okay. Yeah, but, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chief. Um, Tasha made a very um, poignant comment in the chat. Um. We're all talk. We say what needs to be done. We know what needs to be done, but we're not doing what we need to do. And it is true. It is so true. We say, we talk about it, but we're not doing anything about it. And it's hard, Tasha. It's really hard. Because a small group of us will say, this is what, you know, we present the solutions and we're trampled on. We're told to go one side with that, to sit down with that. That's foolish. Oh, please. Nobody got time for that. That's what we hear all the time. Ain't nobody got time for that. So how, how then do we initiate the change and make it a ripple effect? You ever go to a football game, a soccer game, and they have the Mexican hand wave. It starts at one and everybody goes up and it creates that ripple and it goes around. Absolutely beautiful. When can we do that as a collective? Moment. So hold on one second, Dr. Daphne. Um, Chief, you pointed out something. Trauma. We have internalized trauma. We have many black therapists within the community. What we need to do is get rid of the stigma that if you go see a therapist, you're crazy. We need to get rid to of that. You have to first admit that you you have to be aware that you have a problem. What I'm saying is we're so conditioned, we don't even identify or recognize. We don't even see ourselves as victims because we've been we've been we've been so oppressed that all we know to do is serve. It's like when you go into a hotel room. Most black people will fix the bed, even though you got a maid who will come in and fix it for you. That is a condition that's based on a psychology of of, of oppressive in, in, that in the uh, what do you call it post traumatic slave syndrome. We carry all that with us, and but we don't identify it. So when you don't identify that you have a problem, you're never going to go see a therapist. That part. You can't see it. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Chief. Dr. Daphne, go ahead. Dr. Daphne? I oh. wanted to, Chief said it already, okay. to address the movement. You said it already, moment. When we go to our own brothers and sisters, they turn us away. I'll give you a perfect example with my own family. We have a financial advisor come to sit to plan with my mom and everything as a black man. He has the same certification as everybody else. My family questioned that man like he stole his degree. <laughs> and the last white men came, they sat there attentively and listened to this nonsense. And it's because I know numbers. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense, sir. Your degree or not, what you're saying is not making any sense, and I'm going to want a second opinion. And guess who got in trouble? I did. So even when we go to our own, check your own family, and you'll see or why we don't get together, why we don't get This is the reason why I'm finished with education. I can't take it anymore. I can't see our people seem to be getting worse. 
I cannot call a mother to expect help. I get cursed so bad for my own sister I'm trying to help. Who wants to go through that, though? And I think that's one of the reasons I would say sometimes I'm reluctant to go because I'm just, I'm going to pick up more than I'm supposed to because my neighbor is going to look at me like, well, you go ahead and do that. I'm busy. But it, 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 we have to get it to our mind. So that's where it needs to start, to our mind. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Running behind Skip. Yes, yes. Go right ahead. So sorry. Um, my thing is black people don't like each other. We don't. And it starts from we don't like ourselves. Yeah. We don't love ourselves. How you go love somebody else? How you go notice if if you work better with people who you like, right? You're more will push out the vibe to get stuff done, right? Recently a guy from a hotel here got um discharged from his job for what reason i'm not sure but it was nothing justifiable and he stood out there in Mobe protesting and i'm like yo why aren't more hotel workers doing this i work at a hotel and every day they're complaining that you know the the the, the contracts that they have them tied in is foolishness and i'm like so all of the us come together and protest what's wrong with them just don't turn up for work they can't fire all out no and would you believe me, when this guy came out, I was protesting, saying that hotel workers aren't treated fairly, were overworked, underpaid, whatever. The same hotel workers criticized him. And I'm like, how can you sit there and say that? The man is literally speaking up for you. You just need for backing. That's all. No, we don't like each other. And that's where it's at. We don't like each other enough to take the first step. As Tasha said, we'll talk about it, but we don't want to join up with people and get it done. But you said something else said to something Alexia. Else. We don't even like ourselves. There we go. The things that I see black people do to themselves, like you literally do this to yourself. Bleaching because them think them look better if them lighter because lighter in their eyes is prettier. Listen, listen, listen. The things, there are whole industries that were built, that were built to make black people question themselves. The yeah. hair industry is one of them. How much, how much, how many other races buy hair like all black people buy hair? White women. And Hispanic women, don't let it fool you. They they are up there. They just don't focus on us. They do. They started the whole thing. Really? So they purchase more here than we do? Because it come summer in Jamaica, come summer in Jamaica, you don't see any natural hairs. You don't see people here. Oh, it's all braids and wig. Yeah. So because they're marketing, again, what you said, key, there's a whole industry created to question ourselves where that whole industry exists again with white women from cancer patients to the, those long blonde hair you see, them not real. Them Hispanic women, you thinking that that's their hair, that ain't real. There's, I know plenty of white, that's how I knew, because that's why I don't get caught up in that nonsense. Again, don't forget the media is to always paint 
us as the only consumers, just like welfare. They think it's only black people. No, these things are dominated by white women and white Hispanic women. They just don't advertise it. There's receipts. It's just to us, yes, because more our people only see our community buying it, and because everybody always focuses on black people and their hair, that's why it makes it look like we're the only one, the most one now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all I know is that we need to fix us mentally, emotionally, financially, economically. We need to fix us. Otherwise, 20 years from now, the same thing will be going on. 50 years from now, the same thing will be going on. Right? So if we don't get a grip, and it starts, since we are aware, it starts with what we pass on to our children and those who come in contact with us, right? So um, we have work to do. A 14-year-old boy dies after a targeted attack in broad daylight, leaving his family reeling. The brazen murder took place Tuesday in East Harlem, New York. The victim, Justin Streeter, had moved to Plainfield, New Jersey with his family two years ago, but was in the area visiting his grandparents. On that fateful afternoon at around 4 p.m., the teen and a friend walked to a local store near the corner of East 128th Street and Park Avenue. As they were leaving, authorities say a gunman approached them and opened fire. Streeter was struck in the head and pronounced dead at Harlem Hospital. His friend sustained a gunshot wound to the leg and is expected to survive. The unidentified suspect was seen fleeing the scene wearing a gray sweatshirt and blue jeans. Seven shell casings were found at the location of the murder. His devastated father, Damon Streeter, says that even with him relocating their family for a better life, he feels he let his son down. He feels he failed because the very thing I tried to get him away from is the very thing that took his life, Damon told CBS2. As of now, investigators believe the attack was targeted, but they are not ruling out mistaken identity. Streeter was not a known gang member and had no known enemies. His grandmother described him as a good kid, gearing up to begin high school soon. The NYPD is pleading with the community to come forward with information. This is what I'm talking about. We're killing off each other. Four men indicted in smuggling operation after 53 migrants died trapped inside the semi-truck. And if you remember this story that happened in Texas last month, 53 migrants died after getting trapped in the back of a semi-truck. CNN reports Homeland Security Investigations called the incident the deadliest human smuggling incident in the country's history. Mm, mm. They may want to rethink that one, but anyway, let's, let me not go all the way back. So far, four men have been indicted on federal grand juries in connection to the operation. On Wednesday, Omera Zamorano, 46, and Cristian Martinez, 28, were charged with one count each of conspiracy to transport undocumented migrants resulting in death. Transportation of undocumented, undocumented migrants resulting in death. Uh, so they get two charges of that. Okay, conspiracy to transport undocumented migrants resulting in serious bodily injury and placing lives in jeopardy, transportation of undocumented migrants resulting, 
Oh my gosh, why they're doubling up on that? I don't know. According to the news release from the Department of Justice, CNN reports, two other men, Juan Claudia de Luna Mendez, 23, and Juan Francisco de Luna Bilbao, 48, have also been charged. They received charges including a count each of possession of a firearm while unlawfully present in the U.S. Okay, so now I understand the doubling up. Okay, it's four of them, sorry. Yeah, the two could be subjected to the death penalty, says the department. The doctor who gave documents showing she let the state of Indiana know about an abortion procedure that was provided to the 10-year-old rape victim is now moving to sue the state's attorney general for defamation. Last Friday, Dr. Caitlin Bernard sent Indiana Attorney General Todd Rokita a cease and desist letter demanding that he stop making false or misleading statements about her. That cease and desist has now been escalated to a formal defamation lawsuit. On Tuesday, Dr. Bernard filed a tort claim, which is the precursor to a lawsuit. This all comes after Rokita moved forward with an investigation into Dr. Bernard over her performing an abortion on a 10-year-old rape victim from Ohio who traveled to Indiana for the procedure. Prior to her filing, Dr. Bernard provided documents showing that she reported the abortion procedure to the state of Indiana. This case sparked another level of the conversation around Roe v. Wade following its overturning by the U.S. Supreme Court last month. The 10-year-old girl was raped by a 27-year-old Ohio man named Garrison Fuentes who confessed to raping the child. He's currently being held on a $2 million bond. We're just going to head straight into business and tech news. Tesla dumped a big chunk of its Bitcoin holdings. Should you? This story is courtesy of CNN Business. Bitcoin prices were cooling off Thursday following a big spike in the past week, and it appears Elon Musk might be partly to blame. The price of one Bitcoin fell 3% Thursday to about $23,000 after Tesla disclosed in its latest earnings report Wednesday that it sold about 75% of its Bitcoin holdings during the second quarter to raise cash. The reason we hold a bunch, we sold a bunch of our Bitcoin holdings was that we were uncertain, excuse me, uncertain as to when the COVID lockdowns in China would alleviate. That's what Musk said. Musk said on an earnings call with analysts on Wednesday evening. So it was important for us to maximize our cash position. But is the change in Tesla's Bitcoin stance really a reason to dump crypto or just a convenient excuse after a nice little rally? Bitcoin prices, which have been cut by more than half this year, have enjoyed a solid rebound in the past week, gaining 12% in the past seven days. Other cryptos, such as Ethereum and Solana, have surged even more dramatically. What's more, Musk made it clear that Tesla is not abandoning crypto. We are certainly open to increasing our Bitcoin holdings in the future, so this should not be taken as some verdict on Bitcoin. It's just that we were concerned about overall liquidity for the company. He also noted that Tesla has not sold any of its holdings in meme cryptocurrency Dogecoin. 
Survey shows consumers can be paying more for back to school season. Y'all think we, we, we see it. We don't need a survey. We see it happening. The price, Walmart, I think, is the number one place for back to school stuff. Everything is up. The back to school shopping season is underway and parents face higher prices for almost everything on their lists. A new survey found one third of consumers said they're spending less in other areas so they can pay for items their children need for classes due to inflation. Official reports said families with kids in elementary and high school planned to spend an average of $864 on school items. That amount is about $15 more than last year. Thankfully, the only thing I have to buy this year um, is clothes. Well, And they wear uniforms, so I have to get new uniforms for them and their shoes to go back to school. School supplies, I adopted this method from my mother where she would always buy a lot of stuff, right? And I'm like, why are you buying so much stuff? But, it, you know, it's the wholesale mentality. It makes sense. So I have stationary supplies, you know, like loose leaf, file jackets, highlighters, erasers, all of that, all of those things. I have all of those, school bag there already. So it's just clothing. Um, what I would suggest to parents for what it's worth um, if you can buy more than is needed and have it to last throughout the year and then do not give it all to the children. This is another thing I adopted from my mom. She would never just leave us with whatever it is. No, she would hide them in, <laughs> hide the stuff in her closet and just give you what you need. Right. Couldn't understand it until I had my own children. And now I understand it. Made the big mistake of, um, giving them free access to mechanical pencils. So let's just say, you know, you buy the big pack of mechanical pencils. Let's just say within three months, they were all gone. So I had to change up my routine on that. Yep. My mother's method worked. You have to put things away because they see, they just take things for granted and waste, waste, waste. So because I changed how I did things, I have school supplies. Um, last school year, I didn't have to buy a lot of stuff either. Of course, they weren't in a classroom, but still, yeah, I didn't have to get a lot of stuff. So let, let's try that technique. Let me know how it works out for you. Hiding stuff, <laughs> putting stuff away. Um, don't give them everything. And yeah, give me the feedback. Just a suggestion. First, they hate, then they copy Facebook restructuring to look more like TikTok. TikTok has emerged as the Kim Kardashian of social media platforms, with every other medium lining up to replicate it in every way. Facebook, no exception. Announcing that the site will get a new makeover to mimic the short-form video app. On Thursday, Mark Zuckerberg, CEO of Facebook's parent company Meta, shared that Facebook users would soon begin seeing a complete revitalization when they open the mobile app. The main feed? A feed featuring friends' posts only and a feed of only groups will be visible. Customization settings will be available for those unhappy with the new setup if others want to see less recommended content and more from people they actually know. The most recent posts from users' friends as well as those from the pages they follow and the groups they have joined will be available in the Chronological Feeds tab. Furthermore, the main feed will no longer be called the news feed. 
as Facebook moves away from news content and more into entertainment and shopping aimed at a younger audience. While the site remains one of the most downloaded apps, it is most prevalent among older people. Some users began noticing these changes as early as Thursday. Others can expect to see the TikTok replica beginning next week. So look out for that. In health and science news, Washington, D.C. students will be required to be vaccinated against COVID-19. So for those folks who live in the Washington, D.C. area and your children go to school, prepare to roll those sleeves up. If you attend a private school or a public school, no matter what, all students attending any school in Washington, D.C. will have to get vaccinated against COVID-19 according to district law. ABC News reports the state superintendent of education made the announcement on Tuesday. We want to make sure that all of our students have everything they need for a healthy start to the school year. This means making sure children see their primary medical provider for a well-child visit and receive all needed immunizations. The vaccine requirement will apply to the upcoming 2022-2023 school year. Students aged 12 to 15 will have to have a primary series of vaccinations by September 16, 2022. Washington, D.C. is following behind California, which announced its COVID-19 vaccination mandate for students last fall. The state already requires that students are vaccinated against viruses that cause measles, mumps, and rubella. There is no reason why we shouldn't do the same for COVID-19. And the U.S. reports first polio case in nearly a decade. The United States has reported its first case in the state of New York. A patient tested positive for the disease. The state's health department said on Thursday that the case was detected in a resident of Rockland County, about 30 miles north of Manhattan. Testing suggested the case of the highly contagious virus may have originated outside of the U.S., the department said in a statement. They're monitoring the situation closely. Uh, that's what the New York Department State of Health. New York State Department of Health has said, all right, so we'll continue to keep an eye on that. Um, yeah, no, let's, no news out of Latin America today. I don't, do we, do we have Latin American news today? Let me double check before I put my foot in my mouth and say what I should not. But we're going to go ahead and get into the Caribbean corner. Um, yeah, let's do the Caribbean corner. <laughs> our first story is out of jamaica net net calls on organizations to adopt schools in celebration of jamaica 60 the national education trust net is calling on organizations to adopt a school in their community as their contribution to the development of the education sector the call came from executive director net uh, latoya harris who said investment in the sector now will determine the next 60 years of Jamaica's development. Partnership, we believe, is the way forward to solving many of the issues being faced by students in schools, 
As such, we urge more Jamaicans to do their part and advance our nation through education. We're going to, especially in this our 60th year, encourage organizations in the vicinity of our schools to look to adopt a school, she said. The executive director was speaking at the handover ceremony of a state-of-the-art computer multipurpose center to the Three Hills Primary School by Couples Resorts, Tower Isle. And this was on July 14th at the school's location in Charlestown District, St. Mary. As the chief mobilizer of quality resources and investments in education, Ms. Harris said NET is committed to promoting partnerships within education, noting that the value derived from this collaboration to achieve national development goals for education is inestimable. If for Jamaica 60th you're thinking what to do, we encourage you to sow a seed in the field of education because it is an investment that will reap far more. Just think, schools produce the workers for your organizations, your institutions, and by investing in them early, you get better results. We can also help you to identify schools within your geographical area that are in need of some in intervention. Adopt a school for Jamaica 60. Yes, good idea, Ms. Harris. Our next story comes to us out of St. Lucia. Birth control pills can help you avoid pregnancy, but they can also have other benefits. While birth control is the most common reason people use the pill, more than half of users rely on it to regulate their periods, relieve endometriosis symptoms, prevent ovarian cysts, and help with PCOS, cramps, PMS, and anemia. Birth control contraceptive pills have been very easy to obtain in St. Lucia in recent years. Although the Pharmacy Act of 2007 states that contraceptive pills are a prescription-only drug, until recently, purchases were often not required to present their prescriptions. The Pharmacy Council observed that many pharmacists throughout the island were selling contraceptives without a prescription, which is against the law and has recently enforced this law. Why do we need a prescription for contraceptives, though? Seriously. Everybody can't afford to go to the doctor to get the prescription. Because you're not going to get a prescription for free. You have to pay for the office visit. Uh, yeah, you have to pay for the office visit. You may not have the money for the office visit, but you don't want to get pregnant. You can't rely on condoms wholeheartedly. Because those can break. I don't know. I notice here that they lock condoms up in glass cases in the stores. Why do they do that? You can't just go in and pick up a pack of condoms off the shelf. You have to get somebody to open the glass case for you to be able to get a condom. What's the reasoning behind that? Teenagers steal it. I'm sorry, I heard two different people. Uh, I heard teenagers do what? I think Was that you, Dre? Teenagers, they steal it. They steal condoms all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I said theft in the area. Okay. Whatever town it is because of theft. Okay. So, Kay, I agree. Condoms should be free then. I mean, yes, you can go to the clinic, but <laughs> I remember somebody said the ones at the clinic don't fit. Right. Um, 
So the clinic then should see to it that they have various sizes available. <laughs> Moments. Yes. Let me tell you, as an educator dealing with young people in high school, the clinic started to give condom in school and the parents and the PTA had a hissy fit um, for it. So they changed it a little bit, but it's free in college. And I think you get the same thing too. You could go to a family planning. Um, if you have a certain level economic, they give it to you for free there too. But is it the good ones that they give them? No, no they're going to want you to be on um, birth control. So they're going to give you the good quality one. Yes. Okay. Right. Just because you pay for it doesn't mean it's not quite because we're paying the same brand, the same everything else. And they have different color, different size because I've been part of the family planning with the young people because, you know, how they are. They get it for free. But don't forget, you know, people talk a lot in public. But when we come to the school level, those PTAs, we got power. Mm, yeah, forgot about that part. <laughs> In sports news, Sharika. This story is courtesy of Jamaica Observer. Sharika Jackson produced another masterclass of sprinting after she delivered a stunning championship and national record of 21.45 seconds to win the women's 200 meter on Thursday's seventh day of the World Athletics Championships at the Hayward Field in Eugene, Oregon, to become the second fastest woman of all time over the half lap event it was jackson's second personal best time in these championships after her 10.73 second run for silver in the 100 meter four days earlier as jamaica took five of the six women's sprint medals on offer shelly ann fraser price took the silver with the season's best 21.81 and great britain's dina asher smith the previous champion was third with 22.02 did y'all see the little um, convo between Asher Smith and Shelly Ann? <laughs> it was a little, it's a little funny. Um, so apparently, Asher Smith has Jamaican connections and Trinidadian connections as well. Yeah, um, from the Caribbean, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, the third Jamaican, Elaine Thomas Hero, was seventh with twenty-two point three nine. I'm a little disappointed. What happened? Because the truth is, I was expecting a, a sweep. I'm grateful for the silver and the gold, the gold and the silver. But what happened with Jackson? Why did she end up coming in seventh? I don't know. Yeah. But, um. Uh, it's Elaine. Uh, uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning, Marlon. Uh, I think it's Elaine she got. Um, it's very. The lane what Elaine got is a tough lane. So that's why. The inner lane? Yeah, she was lane number two, I think. Number two, yeah. That's a very tough lane to cut. When you hit that corner, if you don't hit that corner at a certain time, you can't win. And her lane was that lane back there is not easy. So if you watch a lot of the races, a lot of people get that lane in the two hundred most of the time. Never never wins. So wow. okay. lane. they didn't have a lot to do how you come out most of the time with your advantage yeah okay uh, sorry Mar marlon it's going to be interesting because um people are going to speculate that it's because her husband is her trainer so it's going to be very interesting going forward to see how, how she she do um with her husband training her that's going to be interesting to see 
That's true, true. That is Cause, true. Yeah, because they, they can't afford, like, if, like, like, said, said them have a little argument the night before, you know, them can't really afford them type of thing, you know? That's true, James. That's true. Because we can be a little petty, right? Yeah. And hurt ourselves in the process. Yeah. All right. So, congratulations to the Jamaican ladies, though. You know, we will be, we will not withhold our um, celebrations for them. They did well. And when you think about it, though, it was spread over how many days? Five days? Seven days? It was a lot. It was really a lot. I, I'm sure it took a toll on their bodies. It's easy for us to sit here and you know say they should have done this and do that and yada yada yada. But it has to be hard on them physically right so they do what we can't do really it's coming up saturday i think it's eight o'clock so we need to we need to scream at the tv who can scream so, so i need to take out my dutch pot cover them but not, it's gonna be it's gonna be good on saturday all right moments did you, did you listen to the commentary after no like with them um, putting the americans in it um, no and- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the 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 the, the, the commentators they were saying like you know this is a good um, learning um, ground for the Americans like they're coming up and this is a good for them to like like they're saying it's you know sit back and watch the, the you know the Jamaican girls and learn from it because they're like they're saying like they're up next so mm-hmm. just learn you know <laughs> can the U.S. just sit down and be quiet and just accept the defeat? Why is it so hard for them to just celebrate others? Why is it that the light has to be on them at all times, huh? But you know, um, I need I need one of these Jamaican guys to step up in the two hundred to destroy Noah Niles, man. Cause he's good, the U.S. guy who won the race, he's good. But uh, we need we need somebody to challenge him. You don't you don't have nobody to challenge him right now. So we need one of these Jamaicans to step up. They're working or, on it. <laughs> to step up and challenge him because, yeah. They're working on it. Let's say that, all right? Thank you to everyone who has just joined us. If you're in the audience below and you'd like to come up, please raise your hands and one of us will bring you up on this stage. Thank you. In entertainment news out of the Caribbean corner, Reggae Sumfest, Overjoyed Bass Odyssey. Well, we're not going to talk about Reggae Sumfest. Overjoyed Bass Odyssey wins Global Sound Clash. Yes! I'm happy. And here's why I'm happy. Let, let me read the article. Well, let me tell you why I'm happy first. <laughs> so, of course, Bass Odyssey is from the parish of St. Anne, where I am from. Um, the original members of Bass Odyssey, one of them and I, we went to school together, and he ended up marrying a very good friend of mine. Um, yeah. And he now has his own sound system. Yeah, but they have been, since they came on the scene, they have been killing it yeah I'm, I'm happy for them proud of them so after a grueling best of 10 dub for dub round base odyssey emerged the winner of the 2022 reggae Sumfest global sound clash the sound from the country snatched the victory from defending champion warrior sound from germany and walked away with the trophy a total of three hundred and fifty thousand dollars in cash and bragging rights throughout the night base odyssey frontman damien delinger dwyer was vocal about his goal to have the trophy find a home in jamaica but with warrior sound going hard at times that prospect looked a bit bleak actually 
the writing was on the sound box from the very first round that Warrior Sound was hell-bent on winning the Global Sound Clash. And with each successive round, selector Mattia Rubenstruck made it more apparent that he would be the man at the end of the night, just as he did in 2019. Armed with a slew of custom dub plates, so much so that one selector asked cheekily if Warrior Sound was a customs officer, a confident Mattia unleashed tunes from the incarcerated Tommy Lee, Vibes Cartel, and newcomer Skeng. And his sets included expletives, which were barred from this competition and nearly got him disqualified. However, he returned apologetically and played another round without any curse words. After Exodus, the mighty Exodus, was disqualified for using expletives and two other sounds, Mystic from Canada and Silverhawk, were eliminated. Two sounds were left to engage in the crucial dub-for-dub -dub round, which would see the settlement of all arguments with Don Tuck. This Odyssey got off to an incredible start and won the first five rounds, which after um, Warrior Sound made the expected comeback and won the next Three. For the ninth round, Warrior Sound played a Beanie Bounty combination and got a huge forward, but Bass Odyssey responded with a Bounty dub that decided the course of the night. At the end of the voting, Bass Odyssey was declared the winner. Delinji said he was overjoyed. For placing second, Warrior Sound received $150,000, and third place went to Silverhawk. They took home $100,000. Big bad Bass odyssey when they came on the scene yep this is a sound for our country what am i got well they've been killing it so step aside now all you other sounds who want to you know step up but why are you having a german sound system winning a sound clash huh the music is global says global sound world um, sound clash so i mean come on <laughs> uh, yeah um how do you guys feel about because germany is like the number one place for sound system in the world right now they have the most sound system in the world germany is that is that like a, a compliment or, or or do you think it's cultural appropriation <laughs> i think we need to determine what is cultural appropriation versus appreciation yeah yeah, that, that, that's what I'm thinking, because, you know, like, with, when people think about German and their history and, and stuff like that, and, and you look now and you have, a, you have somebody like a gentleman who, who, like, just come and dominate, you know, reggae music across the world, and then the, the sound system culture is so big in Germany, like, you know? You wonder... I mean yeah, yeah, I hear you, James, and and I hear you. But um, your reference a gentleman, for example. I mean, he he has put in the work, and and you know, it's not any fault of uh, of of his that um, some of the local acts, some let me stress, is not putting in the work. Right. Um, and also, it, it's 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 spreading reggae music and dancehall music far and wide and you know if they are carrying on sound system culture um by all means they are I, in my opinion they are still paying homage to a lot of the the, the founding fathers of, of of sound system culture so i don't really see it as culture cultural uh, you know appropriation if you might neither do um, i 
I'm going to take it to appreciation. Okay. And, li- and like, like religion, um, Catholicism starts somewhere, Muslim starts somewhere, Buddhism starts somewhere, some, some religions take over the world and grow. People of different races, class, creeds, embrace it. Music is the same thing. I think the, what we have not done as Jamaicans is to create a home and a mecca um, to harness the um, the benefits of our of our culture being so dominant. But it's an appreciation. Imitation is the greatest flattery. And I mean, um, most of these people, most of them, um, they either listen to tapes or come to Jamaica in order to, to, to perfect the craft. So it's appreciation. So you're saying it's appreciation, right, O'Neill? Yes, it is. And um, Kev Rock, you're saying appreciation thing. too, right? Yeah. Okay. One last thing I want to say, though, is that remember these custom code dog plates, you know, and, and, and if the sound system culture is, is big in Germany, it means that some of the man them who never eat no food or not eat no food, but them they are big tune, still making a lot of money from, from just dub plates. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's another um, avenue we can look at too, the economics of, of the culture, yeah. the sound system culture. And by the way, Irish and Chin in New York um, has helped to preserve that sound system culture too. So, you know, the, the, there are people around the world that that really pushing that. Last thing I'm going to say before I run, um, if you don't know, um, three days for the, the um, called Some Fest is you can stream it for twenty dollar. So go up on the site and check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So say that again. No, no, you know. Say it again. Some, some Fest, Some Fest, <laughs> right? Yeah. Twenty dollars, twenty US dollars. Go on the site and you can get both. Well, originally it was three nights. It's only tonight, tonight, and tomorrow. But for twenty dollars, you can stream it. Yeah. And the quality is pretty good. As yeah, so check it out. All Don't right. Talk. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Kev Rock. Yeah, so let us, you know, when you think about it, $20 for three nights, you don't have to go buy an outfit, you don't have to rent a car, you don't have to rent a hotel room, you don't have to board a plane, and all them things. Yeah, go check it out. Thank you. <laughs> let us support our culture. We talk about bring, um, uplifting our country and uplifting our people. That's, that's a great way for us to do it, all right? Uh, our next story. Are we done with the Caribbean corner? I think we are. Hold on one second. Let me double check here because I'm here busy fastening into things I have no business fasting into. Yeah, we're done with the Caribbean corner. In sports news, let me do this one real quick because I overlooked it. Um, never heard of this gentleman, but I'm sure for those of you who follow American football. A former NFL player accused of failing to report a dress change pleads no contest. And this story is out of, from WSBN out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So a former NFL player made a plea in a Broward County Court Hall of Fame linebacker Lawrence Taylor on Thursday pleaded no contest to a misdemeanor case. The 63-year-old was facing felony charges after failing to report an address change, a requirement due to his status as a registered sex offender. Back in 2011, Taylor pleaded guilty in New York to misdemeanor criminal charges of sexual misconduct and patronizing an underage prostitute. He was sentenced to six years probation and ordered to register as a sex offender. Question. 
How do you know the prostitute is underage? Seriously, and this is a very serious, how, and I understand you shouldn't be buying a prostitute, but prostitution is the oldest um, job in the world. Ain't going anywhere, no matter how you try to stop it. It's not going anywhere. My question is, men, how do you know that the person you're approaching is an underaged um, prostitute? How do you know? Check them ID. Kevra. Anyway, I'm 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 messing around. I know you, you are. Know. You cannot know. So is it fair to have him labeled as a sex offender? I can understand if you want to charge him for 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 purchasing a prostitute, but as it relates to a sex offender, is that fair to him? No, it's just you know, when you are at a certain level of economic what you do wrong is all misconstrued and interpreted differently than if you were just a regular person. So, and that, I don't know in terms of right or wrong, because you cannot tell, but by the time you, I don't know. No, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair. I, I'm a bit nervous for, for athletes. You know, we, we, we talk about this over and over again in this space, like, especially with, with the football. But I'm realizing a trend that, like, athletes that, you know, that they call, like, visible minority, like us, like, it just seemed like from the past couple of years, things are just shaky. Like, you, you don't really hear much about, like, the hockey players and, and, and some of those other you know, golf and, and stuff like that. But for, like, football, baseball, and even in the NBA, even though the NBA is different, it, it just seemed like the privilege that, that a lot of these athletes enjoy now, it's almost like, you know, Michael Jordan kind of set the table that athletes can now be, be signing, like, in the NBA, like, for $250 million contract and stuff like that. And it seemed like some of the, the, the younger ones that that's supposed to kind of leave a healthy um, sports for, for um, upcoming um, young youths that, that's want to play. Like, it's almost like they're burning the bridge. And, and it made me, me kind of nervous because we've seen, like, Magic Johnson. We've seen, like, Shaq. We've seen, like, LeBron James, the latest, that's transforming their community. And, and, and the sports gave them opportunity to start businesses and... You see what's happening now with a lot of these young players like getting in trouble and losing millions of dollars. Um, NBA players behaving like babies and walking away from millions of dollars. Like James Harden just walk away from $14 million or whatever. And, you know, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant stuff now um, make people in the NBA worried that the next collective agreement that it's going to be like a messed up agreement now for, for, for future players. So, yeah, I'm a bit nervous. Yeah. All right. All right. So it's time for us to take a music break. And it is courtesy of Mad Libran, the Friday Mix Summer Party Series. Here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Greeting, Earthlings. 
We have now taken over your radio. That's right, that's right. You're inside the coffee into the Friday Mix Summer Party Series. Let's go. And I can let it show So I've got to lock my heart away Then you'll never know I'm here to stay Yeah So all I know She's been untrue to me And I won't let her go But I know that she loved me deep inside And I feel the same Tonight, yeah. So, like a fool, I see the Run the area, the run dance, that I run the techno, run the tech man, fa. 
streets and I go a holla. Yeah. And I pose on the front like him is a baller. To him have him look up and say, I call him father. Come stop a girl, get with him out Corolla. No, when I work with that, I'm not cause you're gonna use the pool and sauna. All right, then you can pay my partner. Cause I'm a rest of this, them don't take care of like this. Me now go run a corner. See the falling love thing, them in a inner. After love can buy nothing out of plaza. And Christmas I come and me warm me llama. I wanna take this thing for me not depend on the idiot thing ya yeah, aya Can't not know where my weird not come from boy ya yeah. I'm bad on the cost five and ten dollars So you know no time feeling Them are the this, them are the that Just try to wreck a happy day But all of the trends Them where you set them can't fall off From you a lead Where the hands there Who pick up the speed Where the one there Some of us But how's it where the man there See you are your man A boss and a car But hold on there Hold on there Who are you? Now I'm so telling you Them cool, they are 
respect down. Idiot them, what am I deal with? This other joke on the thing say again. The last time some of them come for out, some of us say, I'm not seeing them all now. Pick up the hot girls in at the place. Me mean hot girls with the cute body face. Real hot girl, we can't show panty waist. Hotty hotty girl, we have designer taste. I put the bow at them, no walk and breathe. Me mean big body with the little small waist. High fatty fatty on the teeth with the face. Then back the smile and pressure man tears. Got them with the stiff breasts of them windy rays. Come here. See my name on a blimp, guarantee a million sales, pull a level up. You don't believe in Harlem World, double up. We don't play around, it's a bet, lay it down. Niggas didn't know me, 91, bet they know me now. I'm the young Harlem with the Goldie sound. Can't no PD, just hold me down, cooler. School me to the game, now I know my duty. Stay humble, stay low, blow like hootie. True pimp, spin no dough on the booty. And you yell, there go mace, there go your cutie. Much stronger than yours. Violate me, this will be your day. We don't play, mess around, be, be on your way. Cause it ain't enough time here. Ain't enough lime here for you to shine here. Deal with many women, but treat down fair. And I'm bigger than the city lights down in Times Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's cause you run with rain, do too much Be loose, my 
contact, never that. If I did, ain't no problem to get the where the true players at. Throw your rollies in the sky, wave them side to side and keep your hands high while I give your girl an eye. Play a bleed, lyrically, you can see. B.I.G. B. Flossin', jig on the cover of Fortune, five double low. If my phone number's your man, I got the know, I got the dough. Got the flow down, piss at, platinum plus, like this at. Dangerous on Trisac, leave your ass pizzack. Series. I'm a music player, Madly Burn. We out. DJ Madly Burn. This is Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Mad Libra, and appreciate you sending the mix over. That was the Friday Mix Summer Party Series. We do it every Friday, and you know, we, we, we try to start at 11 o'clock, but you'll get it anywhere between 11 and 11.30. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am now ready for the weekend. Yes, it's Friday, and this is how we do it. Check out Mad Libra and follow him right here on Clubhouse. Check him out on Instagram. Um, follow him on Instagram. His Instagram handle is Mad Libran. Um, every other Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, he has what is called the Mad Musical Extravaganza along with Malik. Um, he plays any genre, any era. Um, also, Monday morning, well, in the mornings, Monday to Friday, if you're up and in them streets getting to work or heading home from work, 4 to 4.30 a.m., tune in, get your morning started. He has music playing right here on Clubhouse. So in the club, Mads Music House. So please follow him, check him out. Thank you again, Mad Libran. Completely enjoyed that. And don't forget to... Um, there's something else I was going to tell you not to forget. I can't remember now. I'm too hung up on music, too strung out on music. So thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse. 
where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, world news on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments on the score with on the score me on the score media. All right. And now it's time for us to get into the believe it or not stories. A couple calls out Walgreens after an employee refused to sell them condoms because of his religious beliefs. Okay. Earlier this month, Nathan Perez blasted Walgreens in a few tweets. Perez said his girlfriend went into the store in Haywood to purchase condoms after forgetting her birth control. He said when she went to check out, an employee refused to scan the condoms because of his faith. Perez added that the cashier embarrassed his his girlfriend in front of other customers because of her reproductive choices. However... The company claims an employee is allowed to refuse to ring up an item under its policies. A spokesperson for Walgreens says the employee did not violate the company policy. Our policies are designed to ensure we meet the needs of our patients and customers while respecting the religious and moral beliefs of our team members, the spokesperson said. The instances are rare. However, When a team member has a moral or religious conviction about completing a transaction, they are required to refer the customer to another employee or manager on duty who will complete the transaction, which is what occurred in this instance. No other word has been made about the incident. Okay, Walgreens, you lost me as a customer. I'm sorry. You lost me as a customer. And here is my issue with the situation. While you are respecting everyone's religious and moral beliefs, that, does, that has nothing to do, the, the, the attendant ringing up the product has, and collecting the money has nothing to do with the situation. You're selling a product that a customer has come to purchase. Sell the damn product and keep it moving. Nobody's asking your opinion. Okay. They don't want to ring it up. What if nobody else is in there in the store? What if all the employees have the same feeling? No condoms will be sold. No one will be able to practice safe sex. Okay. All right. Fine. Let's say they can do that. Well, your policy says they can do that. Does your policy also give them the right to embarrass customers? To infringe or impose their religious and moral beliefs on a customer? That should not be. But you have not addressed that, Walgreens. So, toodles. See ya. Bye. You won't be seeing me in your stores anymore. And yes, that might sound drastic. I don't care. Suppose they're their employees are racist and don't like black people and they're not getting that certain also that's what i want to know it just seems like a slippery slope i don't have to agree with you naturalist damn i don't even have to like you but i have to know when to um 
put certain things to the side. Because nothing says you have to agree. There's no rule in the world that says you have to agree with everything somebody says or does. Or their lifestyle choices, their, their religion, their faith. There's nothing that says you have to like a person and their choices or like the person's choices. That's what makes us all unique. We're all, and who taught you your religious and moral beliefs, right? That's what I'm asking the, the, the store attendant. Somebody imposed it on you. Yeah, I get that. But it doesn't give you the right to impose it onto someone else. Well, don't work in a store where they sell condoms or anything um, for birth control then. Don't do that. Rem make See to it that you work in a place where they don't sell those things. Simple. Because it's so what you're telling me that you don't stock them on the shelf, somebody else does? Make it make sense to me. I don't know. I think we're taking things a bit too far. <clears throat> Excuse me, I need a bottle of water. Let me clear my throat for this next one. The happiest place on earth. Frackle knackle, according to Javette. A fight broke out between two families at the most magical place on earth following an argument that took place in line at a park attraction <sighs> get it together folks get it together get it together according to a disney world blog two families stood in line for a performance at mickey's philhar magic theater at magic kingdom one family member got out of line to retrieve her cell phone she accidentally left on her electric conveyance vehicle. What's an electric conveyance vehicle? What's that? Is that like a scooter or something? Wheelchair, something like that. Oh, it's a wheelchair. Okay. It's a probably electric wheelchair. Electric wheelchair. Okay. Thank you, Sonette. So one family member got out of line to retrieve her cell phone. She accidentally left on her electric conveyance vehicle. When she tried to rejoin her group, another family was, mm -mm, uh -uh, it ain't happening. No, 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 no. Not having it. All hell broke loose when another family member or a family member from another family dressed in red and white tried to stop the girl from regaining her spot with her family. Both families confronted each other at the theater's exit. One of the girl's family members then says to the Red Shorts clan, we don't appreciate you guys pushing my younger sister. An argument ensued with both groups shouting profanity at one another. This eventually triggered a colossal fight that spilled in front of the theater. Bystanders recorded the fight with at least 10 people involved and onlookers running for cover, shielding their children. The video captured children crying and witness calling for security's help. The families were later broken up by law enforcement and hauled off to the park's security office. One man was taken to the hospital due to a large cut on his chin from the fight. It's unclear whether either family will press charges, but the blog says the Red Shorts family allegedly stole or broke several personal items belonging to their opponents, including mobile phones and designer clothes. Did anybody see the video? Did anyone see the video? Can, no. we, can we behave ourselves? 
Can we just go out and behave ourselves for crying out loud? It's embarrassing. I'm sorry. Let me see if I can find it and pin the link at the top because I, I, does everything have to end in a fight? Huh? Does everything have to end in a fight? I don't think so. Sometimes, have you ever been out and yes, it may feel as though someone pushed you, but you don't react. You just turn and you look and you keep it moving. Why can't we do the same? Now, if she stepped out of the line to um, retrieve something, why wouldn't you allow her to get back in line with her family, with her group? I've been in several lines and people will say, oh, uh, or I've seen people step aside and they come back and I don't stop them from getting back in place or getting back, yeah, in place in line, whatever. I'm not sure if I'm saying it correctly right now. I don't stop them. I don't intervene. People have cut in front of me and I don't even interfere with them. I don't trouble them. I let them go because it's not worth the hassle and the arguing. It really isn't. Some things are not worth it. I pinned the link at the top. Now you're, it becomes an unnecessary brawl, unnecessary visit to the, the um, emergency room, unnecessary bad public exposure. Can, can, can we learn to just let things go, some things, really? So what if they come in front of you in the line? Is the world going to come to an end? Aren't you still going to get inside the theater? I don't know. I probably have a different outlook. I'm sorry. Moments. You know some others pretend like they don't even see you when you're in line for things. <laughs> Okay, let me not I know, say I know where know. you're going. I know I where you're notice, going. <laughs> I notice sometimes they pretend like they don't see me when I'm in line. Guess what, Javed? I'm the shining bright light. That's said, <laughs> um, I know you may be blended with the painting of the wall. Clearly see me. I'm going to need you to go back. Oh, sorry. And I do it as... <sighs> Um, you know, the soft voice, because we don't want them to feel threatened or scared for their life. You know, I say, ma'am, excuse me, the line is behind me. I can I do it? The answer is no, old lady, go behind me. She said, old lady. Old lady. <laughs> <laughs> but Dr. Daphne, are you fighting? Are you are you fighting? No, you're oh, not. Never fight, because, you know, we don't want them. You know, I, I play that game because I'm their teacher, remember? I know the damn template they use. Oh, you afraid for your life? So am I. You in a hurry? So am I. Oh, go in line. Behind me, lady. Ah. I get you. I get you. I get, um, Javette. Yeah. There have been times when I, I will look and I'm like, you didn't see me. But... Was this end result necessary in this particular instance? Was it necessary? An all-out brawl at the happiest place, well, what is supposed to be the happiest place on earth. If not for yourselves, think about the children, the very children in your group. Is this the example we're teaching them? That you just bust out fighting for everything? Moment, did you say Disney? The magical place on earth. 
time you've been there? I haven't been since I was a child, and that's the truth. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's never been a year because my cousins are in charge of the all the different centers, whatever you call that. I've never been to that location. There were not some huge brawl out family drama in line. Really? Wow. Really? Well, and thank I, you for letting me know oh, I don't need to go there then. Thank you. What? <laughs> it's pure entertainment. We go for the entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they can keep that one. Um, certainly. The one story which I would never forget. This um, white family, wife, husband, three kids, and they were waiting in line, and I think the youngest was complaining. She's hot. She's tired. I have never heard so many F words coming from one white man in my life in front of everybody. He's like, welcome to the effing happiest place in the world. I spent effing some, some, some money to get you effing people here, and you effing complaining. Well, guess what? You're going to be effing happy. Let's go. Wow. Wow. Is it really that serious out there in these streets, though? Do we really? I get it. It's hot. Standing in line. But still, at what point do we learn to exercise self-control? When do we exercise self-control? Must we always fight? Is that who we are? Is that who we really are? That the only thing we know how to do is fight and be branded as such? I think there is another way. I honestly think there is another way. Now, if the person intentionally pushes me, I don't know. But still, the fact that I have children there, I think I'm going to think twice about how I react. I have to. I really have to. That's that's me. I'm probably in La La Land. I don't know. I probably need to wake the heck up. I don't know. But I don't think it's necessary for people to behave the way they do all the time. And there are some people who, no matter what it is, no matter how trivial, that's the way they react. And I'm not just talking about us. I'm talking people in general. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. I'm talking about people in general right we can do better as humans we can really do better i don't know i don't know um hold on i, I see i'm here clicking around and i shouldn't be doing this so in entertainment news rihanna let me save her for last let me, let me save Riri for last. Michelle Obama publishing a second book, The Light We Carry, Overcoming in Uncertain Times. The former First Lady Michelle Obama revealed early Thursday that she will publish a second book, The Light We Carry, Overcoming in Certain Times, which is scheduled for release on November 15, offers readers a series of fresh stories and insightful reflections on change challenge and power drawing from her experiences as a mother daughter spouse friend and first lady she shares the habits and principles she has developed to successfully adapt to change and overcome various obstacles the earned wisdom that helps her continue to become obama continued in her statement 
Her habits and principles include starting kind, going high, and having a small group of trusted friends and mentors, a kitchen table. The anticipated page turner attempts to bring readers together so they might create paths for advancement, even in the face of adversity. She said, I've learned it's okay to recognize that self-worth comes wrapped in vulnerability and that what we share as humans on this earth is the impulse to strive for better. Always and no matter what, wrote Obama in the introduction of her book. We become bolder in brightness. If you know your light, you know yourself. You know your own story in an honest way. Self-knowledge brings confidence, which in turn breeds calmness and an ability to maintain perspective, which leads finally to be able to connect meaningfully with others. And this to me is the bedrock of all things. One light feeds another. One strong, strong family lends strength to more. One engaged community can ignite those around it. This is the power of the light we carry. Michelle addresses the urgent matters dominating our nation's political and social landscape today with her renowned wit and humor, as well as her unwavering compassion and sincerity. The author said she explores issues connected to race, gender, and visibility, encouraging readers to work through fear, find strength in community, and live with boldness. Marcus Dule, CEO of Penguin Random House, under which the book will be released, said Penguin Random House is honored to partner once again with Michelle Obama and to help bring her powerful storytelling and earned wisdom to readers everywhere. He continued, I am confident that her new book will provide all of us with something urgently needed, reassurance while rekindling a spirit of optimism about the power we all to positively shape our personal and collective futures. That word power, didn't we use that word earlier? I'm no Michelle Obama, and no, you know, but we all have an idea, right? We all speak the same language, right? These are things that we explore and we talk about every day right here in Coffee and Toe. But who will listen to us? They'll, hopefully they will listen to Michelle Obama, right? Because I'm sure I have read the book without even reading the book, quite frankly. Have you ever mm. done that? Read a book without actually reading the book? Why are we going to listen to her? What is she saying any different than the rest of us? Exactly. I don't need to read the book. Because everything, the synopsis that we got is everything that we've spoken about here day in, day out. Rekindling the spirit of optimism about the power we hold. We just spoke about that earlier. We have power, and we can use it to positively shape our future. We, we, is, am I wrong or am I right? But <laughs> I want her to do well. I want her book to be a bestseller. So I didn't read the first one. What was the name of the first one? Becoming Michelle Obama? Is that it? Yes. Yeah, I didn't read the first one. I'm not a reader, believe it or not. It's good. It was okay. I expected more, but I bought it because, she, like I said, I will support my black people. So that was the purpose of me buying it. Let me, you yeah. Let me tell a little truth about myself. I hate reading. <laughs> I hate it. 
to get me to sit down and read a book is torture. Punishment. But how ironic I sit here and I read the news, huh? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Is that I don't think you hit reading. You hit reading for homework. Ah, there. I was going to get to it. You yeah. had to do so much of it in high school. You do it in college. Oh, my gosh. It was torture. Yeah. You know what I used to do sometimes? Read the first chapter, read the last chapter, read a chapter in the middle, and yep, there I got it. There you go. That's the book. Done. <laughs> and to be quite frank, it worked for me because I would listen to other people and I realized I didn't really miss out on anything. Some books to me are like soap operas. I have an uncle, may his soul rest in peace, my aunt's uncle, my aunt's husband rather uncle through marriage um he said this about soap operas you can watch it today not you know watch it for a couple months rather not watch it for a couple years and go back and watch again and you pick up right where you left off and you don't miss anything and it's kind of similar the same thing with some some books not all some books for me yeah I'm, i i wish i was the avid reader that some people are but i i'm not i can't lie i'm not after two chapters, I'm done. I'm, I'm stiff stone bored. Put the book in movie form. You got me there. That I can do. Yeah. You should get an Audible account. I can't do that either. I tried it. I tried it. The people's voices were killing me. <laughs> oh, you got to get a good one. <laughs> get Marlon to read to you. Maybe it's the books you're reading. <laughs> I can't read. Daphne, I can't read. It's you not that Marlon cannot read. You know what Marlon's thing is? He don't want to read it. Everything he gives it to me. Moments. I'm sure you know how to motivate Marlon to do anything you want. <laughs> not even that works. With the right picture. The right set of words. Javed got something there with you. I'm sure Marlon would love to read it to you, and you love his voice. Those are the only things he reads. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> and he doesn't read. He, those are picture what? stories. <laughs> Doctor Daphne, what you say about me? <laughs> oh, she put your business out there. You know, Ricky Martin's debut withdraws incest and harassment claims against singer. The case got dismissed. Following shocking incest allegations, Ricky Martin's 21-year-old nephew's protection order against the Living La Vida Loca singer has been dismissed. On Thursday, Martin, Martin's attorney said that the Puerto Rico courts did not extend the Ariel Sanchez's temporary protection order just as they had anticipated. The accuser confirmed to the court that his decision to dismiss the matter was his alone, without any outside influence or pressure, and the accuser confirmed he was satisfied with his legal representation in the matter. You know, when the news came out, I was a little skeptical. I'm not going to lie. I did not make any comments on it. Oh, people were tearing up Ricky Martin in the comments. Oh, we knew, we knew that something was off, and... We knew this and 
they tore the man to pieces. But I don't know. It was something in my spirit. That's what they say, right? In my spirit. Something just didn't sound right to me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not wrong. Could be that he was told under duress, you know, withdraw. I don't know. But um, I didn't think he did it. That, that's me, honestly. And um, we have to be careful how we desecrate people. We really have to be careful the things we say and the accusations we make. See to it that whatever accusations we put out there, they're in fact true, can be proven. Because to tarnish one's character is one of the worst things you can do to someone. No matter what. See to it that your words are truthful. Do not tear someone's character down just to be malicious. Because what you destroy in a second, in some cases, never gets rebuilt. So let's be careful. Phaedra Park says joining the Real Housewives of Dubai is a strong possibility. Phaedra Parks may be cozying up to Bravo again, but the former Real Housewives of Atlanta star has made it clear that she is not looking for a peach. In a new interview with Entertainment Tonight, the attorney insisted that she has moved on to bigger and better things with no interest in reuniting with the ATL crew. Okay. Hmm. The 48-year-old says joining that luxurious new set of housewives, the Dubai team may be in her future. All right, then. Okay. And now it is time for the Fenty story. Last but certainly not least, Rihanna Fowles' trademark for Fenty hair will feature wigs, extensions, and more. Rihanna is expanding her massive beauty empire by adding Fenty hair to the brand. Last week, the Man Down superstar filed a trademark for Fenty hair with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Per the filings, some of the products featured in the line will include hair bands, curlers, combs, clips, ribbons, brushes, and most anticipated wigs and extensions. Yes. All right, Riri. That's it. Riri coming through. Is she going to do well? Yeah. Yep. She is going to do well. Marlon, she doesn't make, um, she will not be making anything for men. Sorry. You know, I was just going to say um, the same does. thing I just said. Warm to the man with them. <laughs> I see, but I'm going to have to leave it for Monday. Okay, I just see it pop up on my phone. Yeah, I saw it too. The whole Yeezy Balenciaga. We're going to talk about that one on Monday. Yeah. Thank you, Kay, for sending it over. Ah, Don't worry, Kev. Um, one day, somebody will make something for you all. They're just not looking out for the man, Kev. They don't, they don't look for the man. That's all. Yo, damn. Y'all sound real ill. Catty. <laughs> Yeah. I don't care. They they don't age like we do. They don't have the problem that we do. So no, don't make nothing for them. Wow, <laughs> them rusty man. Jeez, I'm peace. 
have come out strong all she has to do is just make it real affordable and that will be helping the men a lot <laughs> I will quite appreciate that <laughs> The men, uh, the men, the men, the men. Nah, support that to the naturalist. Naturally, a woman named Mary. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to hand before I get beaten. <laughs> oh, the man in the mirror, what they see. <laughs> I'm going to make a change for once in my life. Gonna feel real good Gonna make a difference Gonna make it right As I turn up the collarbone My favorite winter coat This wind is blowing my mind I see the kids in the street With not enough to eat Who am I to be blind Pretending not to see them Disregard a broken bottle top and a one-man soul. They follow each other on the wind and Cause they got nowhere to go. That's why no one yet to know. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message gonna be. Thank you to all our listeners who logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you were listening to Coffee in Tow World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Always great conversation. Shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram, Moments with Me Media. Coming up later on on JanoRadio.com, it's Wanted Fridays with Mixmaster Kevon. Check him out, 7 p.m. Eastern. And for music while you work or play, log on to QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone. Helps to get you through your day. Ladies, 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 ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jono Radio. Jono Radio. We are, we are, we are online 24-7. We, 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 we hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye.